This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Hello, friends. My name is Denise Renner. I am so excited that you're with me on this program. And I have some real treasures to share with you today. We are looking at Proverbs chapter 31. And the amazing thing I think is about this chapter is tradition says that Bathsheba is the one that the Holy Spirit used to pen these writings. And we have this teaching through all these thousands of years from her advice to us, from her advice to her son, how uh, to be a great king, from her advice to Solomon. This is the kind of wife that you need to choose. And what's so amazing about that is that Bathsheba was an adulteress, an accomplice to a murder of her own husband with David, a liar and a deceiver of a whole nation. But through forgiveness, she and David repented. And through forgiveness, God didn't punish her for the rest of her life. He lifted her up to a place of confidence where she could teach her own son what kind of king to be and what kind of wife to have. And we have those precious teachings. Well, I have something I want to share with you also, and that is these resources. It's School of Cinderella. It's a 16-part series. Then it has a study guide with it. And this, these are teachings of how that you can be a very strong woman from Proverbs chapter 14 and build up your house with your own hands, the Bible says, and my book, Who Stole Cinderella. I really want you to have these resources because I've heard so many testimonies. I've even heard testimonies of how women, they never respected their husband. They didn't show respect to their husband and the marriage was falling apart. But when she began to learn what the Bible said, she began to practice these things and God saved their marriage. I know that story several times. So I want it to be yours. So let's begin with our teaching. Are you ready to start studying with me again? Proverbs chapter 31. I have enjoyed this study so much and I've received several responses from you already. What God is speaking to your heart. And that is so powerful. You know, the Bible is supernatural. It's supernatural. And, and when we read it and we take it in, it's God making adjustments in our life. Oh, it's so powerful. We even talked about on the last program how when you read the Word of God, just read the Word of God, that healing can come into your body. Now, that is so powerful. But today, we are going to talk about verse 20. And this verse is amazing. 
because it's talking about this virtuous woman and Bathsheba. She is instructing her son Solomon of what kind of wife he should pick. And this is one of the attributes. And it says, she extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Bathsheba was saying, son, you need to pick a woman who is a giver, who isn't all about herself. She's not thinking, oh, what about me? Oh, poor me. But she's thinking, how can I give to somebody else? Isn't that powerful? Um, you know, we have the greatest example of a giver, and that's our God. Because John chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave. You see what love does? Love gives. And Bathsheba was saying to Solomon, Find a woman who has love in her heart, not, not just for herself, but for others, and that she wants to give. And we see this in God. For God so loved the world. Not just you, not just your neighbor, not just the friends I have or my family, but God loved those who would never love him ever, not for one minute who would never say his name. He loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is the kind of God that we have. He is a lover and he gives. And we are seeing that if, if we want to express love, one of the ways that we can express love is by giving. Actually, I want to say that the whole source of giving is love. That's powerful, isn't it? You know, several years ago, um, and we did it for many years, like seven or eight years, uh, because I live in Moscow, we would go to a drug and alcohol hospital, several floors, and uh, we would go to one floor, and I think, I don't know, maybe there was almost 100 women on that floor. And we would go there every month, we would bring them candy, we would bring the Bible, we would bring small books, we would bring, of course, our love, our care, our hugs. And we watched as when we got there, they were like, eh, I don't know who this is. Okay, I guess I'll come, there's nothing else to do. Because we would set up in the middle of the hallway there and our books and our flower. We tried to make it really nice for these ladies. And, and 
so not all of them would come. Not all of them could come. Some of them were in their beds, but many of them came. And we watched as the love of God and what we had to give absolutely changed the countenance of those women. Those women, when we first got there, they would sit there like this. Okay, what have you got to say? All right, my life's so terrible. I don't know how you could have any help for me. I mean, because many of them were so in so much pain. I mean, they are addicted to drugs or they're addicted to alcohol. Some young mothers, because of drugs, had lost their children. Some mothers, older women, were, hey, they'd lost their whole family because of alcohol. I mean, these women, they had reason to feel rejected. They had reason to feel like they were a failure. But the love of God through us came to them, and we gave to them. And we were there maybe an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. After an hour of 15 minutes and giving to those precious ladies, we told them about Jesus. We sang songs to them. We gave them literature. They were hugging us when we left. They were telling us to come back. They were saying, thank you for coming. Some of them were crying and praying with us. What was that? That was the power of giving. And we see in this scripture that Bathsheba is saying, get a woman who wants to give, who doesn't hold her fist tight and say, I need everything I've got and I'm not giving anything but a woman with a open hands and an open heart and that she's reaching out to people who are needy. It's really an attitude. And I want to say, ladies, that we can have this attitude every day of our life. Every day of our life, for every person, we're all given 24 hours. Every one of us, no exception. And in that 24 hours, especially in the waking hours, we can choose to be a giver. What do I mean? You can choose to be a giver to your family. You can give compliments to your children. You can tell your children, I want to tell you, you're awesome and you're going to have a great day at school. And I believe in you. You could pray with your children. You could say to your husband, honey, I'm with you. Thank you for your hard work. I appreciate you so much. And, and give him a kiss. You see, that's giving. That's a person who's thinking, I have 24 hours of this day and I'm going to do my very best to be a giver in this whole day. My day is not an opportunity for me just to feel sorry for myself or to say, oh, I'm so tired. I can't give another, another ounce of my energy, but to say, I choose to give. I choose to give. I choose. This is a 
a responsibility. This is an opportunity for me to be able to give something to somebody else. I think it's so powerful. It's a privilege to give. Whatever you have to give, maybe you have money to give. Maybe you have a smile to give. Maybe you have your clothes to give. Maybe you have your time to give. Maybe you need to give forgiveness. But when you're giving, it's coming from a resource of love out of your own heart. The Bible says, Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Have you ever noticed that? I know that when we would go to that alcohol hospital, drug and alcohol hospital, that we all felt a lot better after we came out of that place than we did when we came in. Why? Because we had given. And it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. We see this kind of openness in Jesus. Jesus, I mean, he's God in the flesh. He, he could have done anything. Uh, he, he, and he chose to give. But I want you to see his attitude. And it's in Matthew. It's in chapter, chapter 11. It's verse 28. And this is the attitude of Jesus. So if you're wondering about the attitude of Jesus towards you today, this is his attitude. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying, come to me. I want to give you rest. Then it says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your soul. He wants us to come to him so that he can give us something. What does he want to give us? He wants to give us rest. Isn't that powerful? Jesus is a giver. God is such a giver. He gave Jesus to this whole world. There's another place that we're invited to the throne of God, and it is Hebrews chapter 4, and I want to read it to you. This is an amazing attitude that we find in our God, and it starts with verse 15, and it says, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. I mean, when Jesus came, he left glory, and then he was tempted in every way. Is that like totally amazing? Every way that you've been tempted. Every way that I've been tempted. Jesus was tempted so that he could understand us. He didn't sin, but he has compassion for us. And look at the next verse. Let us therefore come boldly. You see, there he is again. He wants to give us something. He's inviting us into his presence to the throne of grace that we may obtain you see, he wants you to receive something. Obtain a mercy and find grace in your time of need. 
He wants us to come there into his presence. He wants us to receive something. What is it he wants us to receive? He wants us to receive mercy and he wants us to find grace in our time of need. When we give, that's when we're the most like Jesus. I remember going to that drug and alcohol hospital and I thought, because it wasn't a pretty place, there wasn't anything pretty about it, but I remember thinking, I feel more like Jesus giving to these women than I do just reading my Bible. Why? Because I was giving. I was being like Jesus. When you're giving, you're being like Jesus. Oh, I want to encourage you today because I, I believe we should take this advice from this woman to her son that he should find a woman who her hands were open and they were extended to the poor and they were extended to give. I believe that is our model, that we should see ourselves as givers. You know, we all love to hear stories, inspirational stories about people who have given. And I just heard a story just the other day. Actually, I heard it on the news and there was this family and they had five children that they had already adopted. Well, their neighbor, uh, the mother was dying of cancer and she had these three children and she didn't know what to do with those three children. Long story short, the family with five children adopted the, the, the neighbor's three children because the woman died of cancer. What happened to that family? What happened was the whole city, they, they gave them a new house, they gave them money, they gave them groceries, they did everything. But those people didn't do it so that somebody would give them something. They were shocked that anybody was giving them anything. All they wanted to do was to give. And that's a wonderful story, and we love to think about that. But what about the giver on the inside of you? The Bible says that when you received Jesus, you received the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit, he's on the inside of you. Well, he is a giver. The Holy Spirit is a giver. He's a lover. He's on the inside of us. And he wants to show us, like he wants to talk to us. Maybe you've heard him speak to you and say, go give that person a hug. Go tell that person that they're going to make it. Go, go tell that person that you're praying for them. Go call that person and pray for them. Go give your clothes to this person. Go over there and tell that person that you care about them and that God loves them. It, do you ever hear the Holy Spirit say those kind of things? If you did hear him say those kind of things, why did you hear him say those kind of things? Because he's a giver. 
<laughs> He's the giver on the inside of you. And the giver on the inside of you is telling you and telling me to give. It's our opportunity. It's our privilege to be able to give. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, and I want to read it to you. It's just one of my favorites. It says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, many times when you hear a message like this, we think, well, I don't know how I can do that. I mean, how can I do that with my busy schedule? How can I give? How can I do that? How can I stop my busy schedule and go give to somebody or make a phone call? I can hardly take care of my family and my job and my house as it is right now. Well, this is my good news to you. You only have today. You don't have tomorrow. Don't even think about tomorrow. Don't even think about tomorrow. If you hear him speaking to you today to give, whatever, I don't know. If it's a hug, it's a word of encouragement, it's a phone call, it's a visit to somebody, texting somebody, do it. Do it quick. Do it then. Because then you are in agreement with the Holy Spirit. You said, Holy Spirit, I heard that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it right now, Holy Spirit. Thank you for telling me that. And you go and you do it. And you get into a flow of being a giver. And you begin to understand how great it is to give, that it's greater than it is to receive. And the greatest thing is a giving, of course, is that you'll be obedient to the Lord. But sometimes when you get to give, you get to see that person blessed. You get to see their life changed. You, you get to rejoice with them. And that gives you great pleasure. You know, when I started giving more and more, I thought, oh, this is, this is important to Jesus that I give. So I would call this person. I'd give my clothes away. I'd go give somebody a hug. I'd go talk to somebody I don't even know, ask them how they are, how I can pray for you, whatever the Holy Spirit was saying. And I started learning what a giver he is and what a lover he is. And that's what I'm inviting you to do. I'm sure that you probably are giving, but maybe you need to give more, more of your time, or maybe you need to give forgiveness. When we give forgiveness, we're agreeing with the Holy Spirit. You can never outgive God, never, ever. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says about our God that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. That's what he wants to give, exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. But he wants us to give. You can never, ever, ever 
outgive him. He will always give back more than you gave, and you will always receive more than you ever gave. Oh, it's just been my privilege so much to bring this word to you. I know that it's encouraging you, it's encouraging me to listen more to the Holy Spirit when he says, I want you to give this. I want you to let that go. I want you to forgive this person. What we're doing is we're getting into that place with the Holy Spirit and God, because that's who God is. He's a giver. And we're giving. And it's the love of God. And it's touching somebody else. And it's changing their life. Well, I just encourage you to give. And I want you to stay with me because I want to pray for you. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here, my mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord, I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Wasn't that teaching encouraging? It's so encouraging to me. I might get blessed more than any of you because it's just speaking to my heart that I need to become more and more a giver, a source where God's love can flow out of me to others. If God's speaking to you to give to somebody this week or do something special for somebody, listen to the Holy Spirit and obey Him right away. He will bless you. But I want to pray for you right now. Father, I'm praying for my friend right now that they will listen to your voice this week. And if you say to give something or give their time, that they will hear you and they will obey. We give you all the praise for your grace and mercy towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it's been my privilege to be with you, and I'll see you on the next program.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.